Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. One of my favorite conversations to have with ambitious yet overwhelmed women is about the difference between time management and time ownership. Most people don't realize that not knowing the difference is one of the biggest reasons they're drowning in their life and work. It's a simple yet powerful mindset shift that once made will change how you spend your time. The first step is realizing the difference between time managing and time owning, then wanting to become a person who owns their time by making that part of your identity, which then snowballs into doing the action necessary to match it. So what is the difference between the two? Time management looks like waking up and reacting your way through the day. Oh, so-and-so emailed me about getting on a call. Let me answer them. Oh, look, clothes on the floor again. Let me clean that. Before you know it, you end up at the grocery store or Home Depot picking something up for your husband. You have a long to-do list and feel like you're in a black hole, drowning in its never-ending expansion. Without a clear sense of how you want to spend your time, you hop from task to task thinking it's productive. This goes on and on until it's 7 p.m. or later and you're exhausted. You can't even say what was accomplished or that you even did accomplish anything. There was a lot of movement and busyness. You felt like you managed your time as well as you could, but really, it managed you. On the other hand, time ownership looks like waking up and being proactive with your day with confidence. You schedule your time in advance so you know how your time is being spent that day and why you're spending it the way you are. You don't allow those begging for your attention to derail you. You're not afraid to politely say no. Most importantly, you have a vision, a bigger picture and a why to work towards. You are intentional and make sure that what's most important stays important. Without a vision or idea to work towards, your actions are aimless. Owning your time is owning the fact that life is sacred and you value the sacredness of it. If you're ready to take back the energy of your day to create boundaries and a life you love, then get ready for these five tips. They're steps you can take to start owning your time and being proactive instead of reactive. Step number one is create your boundaries. A great way to start with boundaries is by creating anchor habits, which give you a sense of stability. The first one I recommend starting right now is a morning routine. Before I started my own, I struggled to wake up in the mornings. Without a sense of purpose, I felt aimless, frustrated, and hopeless. And don't think circumstances are to blame for a misalignment with your purpose. I felt these emotions when I had just moved to Europe, didn't have to work, and could literally do anything I wanted to all day. A morning routine changed everything in my life. After a week, my energy shifted. I felt motivated and inspired. I woke up with excitement for what I could create, which ultimately led me to where I am right now. It's continued to serve me through emotional hardships, a move back to the States, and my creative endeavors. This could be and probably will be its own episode, but for now, I'll leave it there. Other anchor habits I suggest for creating boundaries are a scheduled lunch hour, scheduled workouts at least twice a week, and a wind-down practice for deep sleep. When you have anchor habits that happen at the same time every day, you feel a sense of security and calm. They satiate the ego's desire to have routine, which allows you to slip into the flow stream of your day. 
Another way to look at these anchor habits is they teach you to trust in yourself. When you know that you can handle your day, that you can own your time, that you can be purposeful, you begin to have confidence and trust yourself in other things in your life. So it really is just the starter kit for confidence in your life and a really great way to start small and do something manageable and free and flexible, something that really supports you. So I cannot say enough how much these habits have helped me grow to bigger things. There's one more boundary that I want to talk about that's crucial and a tough one for most people. But if you want to make lasting momentum in whatever you're creating, you need to promise me that you'll follow it. And that is allow one personal life task a day during work hours and do it preferably during lunch. Want to load the dishwasher? Great. That's your one thing. Everything else must wait until after work, just like your friends who work in an office. They have to wait until they're home. Once you schedule these habits into your weekly calendar, let everyone in your life know. That way they can support you, but also know they can't expect you to be available every second of the day. You're going places, my friend, and you need to make sure that people understand that you have a reason and a purpose to your time. Step number two is know where you're going this year and what the next 90 days look like. This goes back to having a vision. Why are you spending your time the way you are? It's like trying to save money without checking in on your spending habits. You need a way to guide what your actions are building towards. What result would you love to see at the end of 90 days? It can be something like bringing in an extra 20K for your business or working out at least two times a week or having a solid workflow, one that inspires joy in your remote job. If you aren't sure what you want, then use your morning routine as a time to meditate. Ask your intuition. Visualize feeling really good in 90 days. What do you see or feel? The answer you seek is already within you. Now, the goal of thinking a year ahead isn't to lock you into some goal or vision or to be like, oh, this is the way you have to do things. It really is just to check in with yourself and your intuition and, and ask yourself what would feel really great at the end of the year. And, and sometimes you want it to be specific with a number or with an idea, but other times it's okay to just have a feeling like to want to be in a certain place in a year. And the reason it's so important is because what is the point of your, all your actions every day if you don't ultimately know where you want to go? And when I realized that, that's when everything changed. Like, wow. I don't even know what I'm doing every day because I don't know where I want to go. When you have even the tiniest idea of where you want to go, you'll naturally know how to schedule your time. If you want to work out at least twice a week, schedule that in your calendar. Maybe you want to see a first draft manuscript of your book done. You might notice that scheduling and writing time may be more important than running errands first thing in the morning. So it really helps with your priorities as well. This next tip will blow your mind. At least it did for me when I learned it from copywriter Joanna Weeb. It supercharges your creativity like you wouldn't believe. Step number three is theme your days. Keep like tasks with like tasks. Most people don't know this, but context switching is a huge productivity killer. Our brains are created for efficiency. Switching between emails to writing, then errands to a work call, instant productivity killer. It takes at least 20 minutes to get into the flow of a new type of task. Moving forward, make every day of the week a certain theme and stick to it. For example, two of my business days are client days. I own a copywriting business in addition to the good space. And on those two client days, 
only client work gets done. One day is set aside for marketing and business development, and that's where social media and marketing planning happens. That's where I reach out to potential clients and just develop business. And another day is strictly for content writing. Then there's a freedom day reserved for admin stuff like expenses and hiring a VA. Sometimes I go through courses I'm taking. It just depends. If a client emails me to schedule a call, I only give them options on my client days. If a blog post idea pops in my head during my marketing day, I write it down and I keep working. This feels counterintuitive and scary for a lot of people. I've had multiple clients resist this hard. They felt like they were losing their freedom. To which I reminded them, they have no freedom now. They're overwhelmed and stretched thin. So they decide to give it a try, and within a week, they're happy, inspired, and thanking me beyond words. They feel relief knowing they don't have to decide what to do every day. It's a system they have that tells them. This frees up a lot of their cognitive load, which is what this next tip does for you as well. Step number four, start scheduling every hour of your week. Every Friday or Sunday, sit and schedule your next week in your planner hour by hour. By now, you know the big picture you're aiming for and have a theme for each day. Plan each hour during the week with your results in mind. If your goal is to work out at least twice a week, then make sure that's scheduled in your calendar. If it's to write a manuscript, that should be the first thing you block time for. If you have multiple projects, block time for each one even if it's an hour. Any time spent towards your life's work is moving the needle forward. The final tip, tip number five, is master and own your week. This tip comes from Brendan Bouchard. He says, if you can't own your week, how could you possibly own the month or year? Total light bulb moment for me. So this is how you master your week. Whenever you're creating your schedule, ask yourself, what results do I want to see by 5 p.m. on Friday? Write it down and then block in time for each project you want to progress in. So whatever it is that you want to complete by 5 p.m. on Friday, make it happen by scheduling in what is necessary to achieve it. The goal isn't to get everything done at once in any project that you're completing. It's to chip away and create momentum. That's how you avoid burnout is when you do a steady pace and you plan ahead, think ahead, do it strategically. You don't just throw your time to the wind. You are purposeful, mindful, and intentional. And by knowing what you want to get done by 5 p.m. on Friday, you don't have to feel guilty for anything else outside of those goals. And remember, nothing great or lasting happens in one sitting. I know that I'm telling this as much to myself as I am to you, but it's definitely a continual theme that I'm learning in my life, and I hope that it helps you as well. Feel great knowing that you spent even an hour or 30 minutes on something. That is a, There's a lot to be said for that. And a lot of people that you look up to and admire, they did the same thing. They didn't just create what they created in one day. They did it over time gradually. And the key is having these systems in place because resistance will show up all the time. It will show up every day. It will show up every second. And that's usually the difference between someone who continues and completes and become successful in their art is because even when resistance shows up, they still show up themselves and they don't let it stop them from working. I wanted to read a quick quote and give you some thoughts. This one's from Eckhart Tolle. An enlarged image of yourself or a vision of yourself having this or that are all static goals and therefore don't empower you. 
I really love this quote because it reminds me that when I do have visions or goals, that I want to make sure they come from within, that they come from my intuition, that they come from a place of centeredness and authenticity. And there's a way to do both. But just know that whenever you feel frustrated or stressed because you think you have to have a certain outcome or goal or number to hit, just remember that they don't empower you when you hold yourself to that. Just let yourself feel and be and embrace the emotions that are within you and if you feel like something is not right for today just let it flow and be okay with that and all will work for your highest good no matter what now it's time for an affirmation i am a professional i embrace professional habits i work like a professional and i commit like a professional doing so allows me to carry out my most important soul evolving work All right, I really hope that you enjoyed this first episode. I'm going to just review again the steps. Step number one, create your boundaries. Step two, know where you're going this year and what the next 90 days look like. Step three, theme your days. Keep like tasks with like tasks. Step four, start scheduling every hour of your week. And step five, master and own your week. Because if you don't, how could you master your month or year? I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you really liked it, make sure you subscribe, give us a review, let us know your thoughts, and a new one should be dropping next week. We'll see you then.